0: Greetings, you're listening to the new weekly commentary by yours truly, Paul Sanfuegos. Today I have with me one of my heroes in the social change movement community in the United States, Winona LaDuke. Winona, if you could just introduce yourself briefly.
1: Hey, Binesi uh, Winona. Do I have to be from the United States? Come on. Really? Did I'm I am from that? like, yes, you oh, did. Oh my gosh. So I withdraw that. Correct <laughs> please me, please. withdraw that. <laughs> I'm from Nishinaabe, king. That's what we call the land that people belong to. I'm um, from northern, what is known as northern Minnesota, but I'm from the Great Lakes Territory, and I'm uh, out here, uh, just out here in uh, this territory, beautiful land out here. Uh, along the river, I don't know why it's called Columbia. That's after Columbus or something. It is. Unfortunately. Yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. of bad naming in the Northwest. I'm sure Awful. that you, oh, all those tall, mm-hmm. large mountains named after small men and mm-hmm. rivers named
0: after people from Europe. Come on, people who didn't know where they were. The people it's who didn't know where they were. one of my things that drives yes, me crazy. That is, that is everything's like, named after someone who didn't know where they were? That's right. Or so, named by someone who didn't know where they were.
1: Right. That is that is absolutely true. Yeah. So uh, yeah, out here and
0: uh, pleased to visit with you, Paul. So um, it's a pleasure to have you in Portland, Oregon, and um, I wanted to ask you a question that I'm always really curious about, which is that Native communities claim Native sovereignty, um, which has its own specific kind of problematic definition in the United States, when you're always hearing from the federal government that until the federal government recognizes the existing reality of a Native tribe, it actually doesn't even exist under, under conqueror law, and therefore... You can't have a sovereign-to-sovereign relationship with the native nation um, because it's kind of fake sovereignty if the federal government gets to decide you exist or not. And I'm just wondering what your take on that is.
1: That's a really interesting question to ask. So this is what I think, is I think that uh, people are, are indigenous nations, our Anishinaabeg people, um, that we have a relationship with the Creator. We have a covenant. Uh, with Mother Earth, a covenant with all our relatives, whether they have wings or fins or roots, paws. We have a set of instructions on how uh, we are told to live and live well, um, you know, intergenerationally and amongst all. And um, that practice, that minobamadisi, when that life that um, we are intended to live, that is the way we are instructed, those original instructions, that's what I refer to as our um our being, our essence as nations. That is what I would say that you know are uh, you know under international laws, your rights to continue that which the Creator gave you as your practice and your territorial integrity, your rights to your language, your rights to your you know spiritual practice, your rights to control your economy and your political um systems of government, your you know those as recognized in international law um, in, you know, originally coming from yourself and from your, the creator um, and the practice of that, that end, that is your sovereignty. Um, so, you know, you're right. I'm not someone that believes in the, in the uh, you know, the federal recognition of tribal governments. There's a lot of people that are never going to be federally recognized and they existed prior to the United States. And um, in fact, the IRA government structure that the the United States government really likes to talk to, the tribal governments, nation to nation, like 550
0: recognized tribes, that is a federal
1: interpretation of who
0: Native people are. Well, the U.S. government created the tribal governance structure, right? I mean, that was not, that the was IRA an imposed structure.
1: Yeah, the IRA government structure is in, an imposed structure. A lot of our Nations have traditional forms of government that have existed since time immemorial i don 't know what that phrase time immemorial means a long time ago um iroquois confederacy obviously foundational to the you know United States ideas of of uh, representational democracy at least the easy parts the, the easy parts uh, you know of course on. they they didn 't miss that thing about clan mothers appointing yeah. and removing yeah Chiefs that was a kind of a big omission um you know the the uh ogama the you know the leadership of the Anishinaabe people the uh councils of the lakota nation um you know a lot of the pueblo nations have traditional government structures actually the Navajo nation in their constitution navajo uh, spiritual law is foundational to their constitution so um, there's a lot that has been retained. Some of it has been adapted to deal with white people paperwork and governance systems of federal government and you know state government government to government relations in in this. And so, in some places, you have um, you know traditional government and then the IRA governments. Um, you know, I think that tribal governments have uh, and indigenous government systems have worked really hard to try to make things work. and uh, Within the to,
0: structure of law that is
1: um, accepted by the feds? or I think just to survive.
0: Just to survive.
1: I mean, because, you know, for instance, I was at the United Nations in 1977, the first UN forum on the rights of indigenous people. I was a very young woman. I went there at 18. And I witnessed the great leaders. I, I witnessed the Tadadaho of the Iroquois Confederacy speak to the UN. Wow! You know, I saw... You know, uh, uh, Frank Fools' Crow, uh, you know, leaders of the traditional, David Benangi of the Hopi. I saw great traditional leaders speak. And those people and their governance systems um, preceded the United States. And so they were at the United Nations saying, we have been here for 50 years asking for you to let us in and to recognize there are 5,000 nations in the world. And they preceded most nation states. So, you know, that'd be what I'd say.
0: Thank you very much. That's absolutely fascinating. I appreciate your taking the time to be on my show today. You've been listening to the new weekly commentary by yours truly, Paul Fuegos. You can hear future commentaries every Tuesday on the KBOO Evening News and a growing number of other radio stations. I welcome your feedback. You can subscribe to my new weekly podcast at communityrightspdx.org or via iTunes. You can sign up for my newsletter at com. Thanks for listening, and remember, we are the people we've been waiting for.